the whole different discussion. <laughs> so anyway, uh, what we'll actually do first, um, the new Boondocks is actually from OKPlayer.com. This is actually released, I believe, earlier this week. It says, new Boondock series to debut on HBO Max with a 50-minute special. Well, that means a lot of curse words. Of course, it's HBO Max. And they're not bleeping out the N-word. No, well, why? I mean, did they, did, <laughs> wait, did they do it on... Uh... Adult Swim? Yeah. Yes, they did. Okay. Yes, they did. It, well, they had to. So, I mean, well, even though it was late at night, I mean, there's a lot of things that get bleeped out, but they still allow it, so... It's going to be on HBO. It's going to be on HBO. So, if you have HBO Max or if you... I think it, is it actually out yet? HBO Max or is it the, the upgraded version of HBO Goes, which I currently have right now, right? Yeah, but right. I don't think it's out yet. Right, so I don't think it, it is not going to be out yet, but whenever you do actually hear of HBO Max coming out, you'll probably want to jump on that. I'm not sure if it's actually out yet, but hey, do your Googles, do your searches, make sure it's actually out. I know I will, and I will make sure that I will be a part of that Boondocks special because it is hilarious. If you don't know what Boondocks is... It's not until 2020. It's not till 2020? Okay. If you don't know who Boondocks is, you don't know who I'm talking about, Google it. Boondocks. B-O-O-N-D-O-C-K-X. Excuse me. D-O-C-K-S. Almost messed it up there. So, Boondocks. Look it up on YouTube. Go ahead and search it out. It is hilarious. Even the short clips that they have is hilarious. So, the comic book I used to love. Like the strips? Yeah, the comic strips. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. they actually start out with comic strips and they get off to the uh, animated shows that they have on Adult Swim. And that's on Cartoon Network. That was that late at night. Riley was a little bit more preachy in that. but Well, well hey, I mean, he's always preachy. But. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one thing I wanted to put it in a bug in everyone's ear and let them know that it's actually out and about. Uh, let's see. What else? Uh, let's see. If you're not actually aware, I think I mentioned this before, but it's worth mentioning again. Jordan Peele's Candyman sequel is now filming in North Park. So, just to let you know, the guy who did Get Out, if you actually like that type of stuff. And Us. Yeah, and Us. Uh, both great movies. If you haven't seen them, you probably want to go see it. Uh, this guy is taking over something that is going to be amazing as far as the Candyman movies that was actually back out in, I think it was like late 90s or early 90s? Yeah, late 90s. <gasps> True story here. Yeah. Uh, one of our friends, he passed away, but um, one of our best friends, Damon. Yeah. Uh, he went, he loved going to Comic-Con. And one year he was at Comic-Con and he went to a park bench to wait for a bus this is when it was in in, uh, in, in San Diego, and um, he uh, he fell asleep at the bench, um, partly because Damon was fat and lazy, but uh, <laughs> also partly because he was probably tired. And um, when he woke up, the guy who played Candyman, who was at Comic Con doing stuff, was waiting for the same bus, and was sitting next to Damon. And he woke up like, what the? <laughs> so imagine if you were asleep and you wake up and you see the black dude there playing Candyman to say ah! <laughs> that's just funny to me. I mean, he was he was easily startled anyway, but uh, like still. Oh, that's that's hilarious. So uh, <laughs> this, this particular article that I picked up on it was actually from BlockClubChicago.org. Uh, it's basically saying uh, Jordan Peele's Candyman sequel is now filming in North Park. It actually has an excerpt here. It says, The original Candyman horror flick was set in the 1990s era Cabrini Green, which is a project in Chicago. Uh, Jordan Peele's updated version is coming for the gentrifiers. Uh, so with this one, it says, The filming of the spirit sequel of the 1992 horror flick is now underway in Chicago. The film's cast and crew, led by director Nia DaCosta, are working on the script and co-writing 
co-written by Peel, uh, the creative force behind the smash hit of Us and Get Out, as we mentioned before. And with this one, the whole premise of this one, just to kind of sum this article up, is that back in the day, uh, Candyman was actually uh, a spirit that was actually running around in the Cabrini Green projects. This one is going to take a different turn, though. Uh, the Cabrini Green projects is actually going to be, of course, gentrified. So there's going to be a whole lot of uh, uh, young hipsters and different people of that nature that are actually in this environment who are taking over it. And of course, the spirit of Candyman somehow, somewhere, somewhere gets awakened. And then they get very rude awakenings. So because yes, when Candyman tries to go into his old haunt, it's been turned into like a coffee shop or a cereal shop. Yeah. <laughs> Some hipster joint. Yeah. So I can imagine that not going very well. So as long as he kills hipsters with mustaches and flannel shirts, I'm good. I want to see it. It's just with, <laughs> killing people with handlebar mustaches. Yeah. Yeah. Kill all of them. Not that I don't like you hipsters. <laughs> I think you're cool. But you deserve to die in the movie. Just saying. <laughs> Hey, it's equal opportunity. Everybody gets killed. So, yeah. even guys with flannels. So, <laughs> with flannel satchel, satchels and other things of that nature. Anyway, so that's one of the things I, I'm actually excited about. So, I wanted to go ahead and bring it to you guys in the podcast. Uh, let's see. The next thing I wanted to talk about was uh, NBC streaming service. So, uh, this is another streaming service that's coming into the fray very soon. <sighs> Yeah, we know. This NBCU, now keep in mind. Because it's Universal. Yep. NBC Universal, NBCU. Uh, they're coming out with a streaming service that's called Peacock. <clears throat> Get it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and, and leading the streaming service, though, is going to be the rebooted Battlefield, Battlestar Galactica. And then that's the new Battlestar Galactica. And the, what's interesting about Battlestar Galactica is it's imagine like Game of Thrones stuff happening literally in space, and I know that's actually been used before, but this would happen before the actual Game of Thrones series actually came out. I actually remember uh, watching it, I think it was like early 2000s when it actually came out. Uh, man, that thing was uh, actually, no, 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 about, yeah, about mm, somewhere around 2007, somewhere around that range when it actually came out. But man, that show was amazing, uh, and it's going to be even more amazing because the guy who is actually directing uh, Mr. Robot, uh, I believe it's Sam Raimi. Sam Esmail. Sam Esmail. Sam Esmail. Uh, if you haven't seen Mr. Robot from USA Network, you need to go see that because the guy who's doing that is actually doing this rebooted version of Battlestar Galactica. Oh, it's not a reboot. Sci-Fi oh, Wire says correction. that when news broke that Mr. Robot creator Sam Esmail was working on a new version of Battlestar Galactica mm -hmm. for NBC's streaming service, right. like Peacock. Peacock, whatever. Word spread around the internet that it would be a reboot of the series originally conceived by Glenn Larson, the creator. Mm -hmm. Right. Then later made by Ronald Moore, the better version. Right. Although details of the upcoming show are scarce, most likely because it's in a nascent stage of development. SML is taking a social media second right. Set the record straight. It's not a reboot of Moore's version from the 2000s. Hmm. Okay. So, it looks like he's probably going to be taking elements and just doing his own version. Yeah, he said, uh, his tweet said, yeah. um, why mess with the perfection? Instead, we'll explore a new story within the mythology while Ooh. staying true to the spirit of Battlestar. So, in other words, he's creating a universe off of Battlestar Galactica, which is amazing! I'm sorry, so, I get into myself. Bears, beats. Yeah. Battlestar Galactica. Yep. Yeah. 
So <laughs> another streaming service that you may want to consider picking up. No. But no. Like, be, like I said, but I'll watch it and then I'll dump it. So, as far as the streaming service, but that's what I do though. That you do you. So, <laughs> so in the meantime, though, uh, let's see. I'm actually looking through another article because there was another one that piqued my interest, and this is, of course, we're, as we've been talking about this podcast for the last few few uh, episodes. Uh, dealings going on with Spider-Man, as far as like Marvel and the Sony, the whole tit for tat, and what's going on with them. Another piece of information is starting to come off that Spider-Man may the Spider-Man deal may be on hold because Apple may be possibly buying Sony. Now we've gotten into a discussions about this too uh, earlier when it comes to the possibility of Sony being bought out because Sony is literally firing on all cylinders and they're still not hitting any real financial marks as far as uh, real big blockbuster hits. Right. Um, in terms of movies. In terms of movies. Right. So when it concerns, like, their, like for their studio, they did uh, The Boys for uh, Amazon. Okay. Which was a hit. Right. We uh, like so that it, and that's why I think a lot of people thought that, because Amazon ordered some more TV shows mm -hmm. from Sony Pictures. Right. And then a lot of people speculated that uh, because, so, because Amazon ordered a lot of shows from Sony that Sony was going to end up being purchased by them. Mm. Um, but what also fuels speculation is that their last big movie project flopped heavily. Which was that one? Uh, Men in Black International. Uh, which I don't even know what is sitting on a Rotten Tomatoes, probably something <laughs> horrible. But I, I didn't see it. I had no interest in seeing it. It looked yeah. like they just took uh, Thor... And I, I saw I see is a store. Well, it was Thor and Valkyrie, and like now they're yeah. in Men in Black, so it's like weird. Like, why would you take two stars that are heavily known for other roles, yeah. and then right after that, stick them in something where they're still feeding off of that, right. and then you didn't make it any good? Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen it, so I can't say right. that it sucks, right? But when I read about it sucking, yeah, I'm not gonna waste my money on it. Until it comes to HBO or something like that, then right. I'll watch it. And the thing that the thing with me was like, even with Men in Black, I wasn't too impressed with it because it just seemed like more of the same, except you just swap swap characters. Yeah, yeah. And it's just still the same buddy cop thing with aliens and different things like that. I, I I wish they would go back to the comic books roots and make it a little bit darker. Because that would be dope, see, like the, like the uh, cartoon, yes, that came out from yes. Man Black. Man, that see, thing was amazing. Because it, it was it was a lot darker tone than than the comic. I mean, than the uh, than the movies. Yeah, and the comic book itself still has some funny elements, but it had darker tones to it. Right. So I'd rather see them do something like that. But of course, Sony is going to do whatever they want to do with True. their movies, like reboot He Man. Re yes, you heard me right. Rebooting He Man. After the fact that Netflix is re is redoing or continuing yeah. the animated series, right? So the animated series was a hit. Yes, they, they loved it. And so. so they're just continuing off the old He-Man mm -hmm. cartoons and making a new series, but still based off the same characters. Okay. So they're they're just it's just a further evolution of those characters. Right. Just the animated. Yeah. Ones. Just yeah. the animated ones. So then Sony's like, well, I want to come in and I want to make a movie. Like if you if you're old enough to remember the Masters of the Universe debacle that yes. had Dolph Lundgren in it that I had nothing it. to do with He Man other than the fact that the main character's name was Adam 
and they were on Earth, and <laughs> it's like it's like that movie was it was just as bad, if not worse, than the Mario Brothers movie. Oof. And that was a pile of crap. That's a low bar. Yeah, <laughs> that's a very low bar. Oh my gosh. So I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So with this one, uh, <laughs> this one's from uh, Cosmic Book News. As far as the article says, Spider-Man deal on hold because of Apple possibly buying Sony, which is a possibility. Uh, at this point, is still actually a rumor. So, but until we actually hear anything more, there's new streaming service. Although, have you seen the trailer for that new show they have? Like, yeah, I, which one? Okay, so not the morning show with Stephen Carell. Right, right. Not the one about Emily Dickinson. Like, yeah, okay, cares. yawn, I don't care. But the one with... Um, Jason Momoa? Yes. The one where he's blind and yes. the kids can see? They're the only ones that yes. can see? Yes. Okay. That premise seems great. As long yeah. as Jason Momoa doesn't talk a lot, you got to hit. <laughs> well, you're not going to have him talk, but... but not the guy, but the guy in the line supporting characters in there too. So he yeah. only has to deliver hard lines. He yeah. doesn't need to do ad-libs, or he doesn't need to do a lot of dialogue. Yeah. What made Aquaman so great was that the line delivery that he had it was funny in nature. Yeah. So and they were quips. So right. he didn't have to like. He, we're not talking Shakespearean works right. here. Right, right. And he's not going to do that. Right. I, I mean, he was a I just, surfer. I just, so, I just didn't like the fact they just made him sound like a redneck. So, like, what, in uh, Aquaman? Yeah, like, yeah, come on. No, yeah, I like that aspect of it. Yeah, because of where he was from. So, because, like, they, it looked like he was in Alaska. Okay. And so, I don't know if you've know, never met anyone from Alaska. Mm. I've met a couple people, and they sound like rednecks. <laughs> okay, now it makes sense. Okay, now it makes sense. Everything comes in the perfect form. They're okay. just colder rednecks. <laughs> Cold out here. <laughs> yeah. Give <them> better. <laughs> so anyway. But, uh, but another thing to continue our conversation that we were having earlier. Yeah. That they weren't privy to. But right. now we're going to give some exposition. Okay. That I was telling RJ that I think that there's some stuff going on with this. With the Spider-Man thing. Uh, that most people are not really thinking of. I've heard some people kind of chatting about this, but I think, one, that uh, I read that Marvel can still have Spider-Man in What If. Hmm. So they still have the rights to use the movies in What If, so they can take, there's 23 movies, mm -hmm. and they have 23 shows lined up. Right. Which means Spider-Man's in this. Right. But they're gonna, but it's going to be some What If side of the whole thing. Right. So you can see Spider-Man take on a persona in another movie completely. Right. Uh, in another show. Like, mm -hmm. I think in one of the What If shows, they have Star-Lord, but it's T'Challa. So, yes! What? Yes! Yes! What? My, uh, yeah, I, give me a minute, people. My mind, my mind's not registering right now at the moment. Wow, that's, that's heavy. Wow. Huh. <laughs> that's funny <laughs> so so digest that <laughs> yeah but because they can use Tom Holland okay and Spider-Man and what if because it's a TV show it's not right. a movie so Sony so Sony can't stop them from doing that and lawyers are doing that work and yeah. the other thing that I think is this mm -hmm. um I honestly believe that with the slate that Marvel has for phase four yeah there was no way they were squeezing anything with Spider-Man in. 
they weren't going to do that from the jump. Okay. Because they had all these shows. Mm -hmm. And I think what really set them apart or stopped them from really worrying about Spider-Man so much Mm -hmm. is when Mahershala Ali came into them. It was like, um, and I'm assuming he talked to Wesley Snipes, got his blessing. Right. Or Wesley Snipes was like, I ain't got no money. Can you do this? Yes. Okay, I'll do it. And then Mahershala Ali went into Marvel Studios and was like, we're doing Blade. And they said, yes, we will. So, because of his pedigree, right. they are like, yeah, we'll do that. Right. So, that changed up things, because they weren't thinking about Blade. Right. And now in Phase 4, they have to put Blade into that. Right. There's a new element at play. Exactly. Okay. So, by them adding shows that they weren't thinking about doing, mm. and other stuff that's going on, Spider-Man was going to be in the background. Because the end of Far From Home, spoiler, if you haven't seen it, yeah. Um, he was unmasked, and he was he. The world found out who Peter Parker was. Right. So you can still say Peter, and me and Peter Parker in right. the movies, right. and get away with it. And I think that what they're going to do is they Marvel and Sony had this blow up, and it was all just to keep Spider Man's name in the media okay. and us talking about it because right. the more we talk about it right. and try to bash Sony, bash Marvel, whatever, right. people are still trying to see things about that. And um, that is the reason why mm-hmm. th- this whole thing is a farce. I think it's a farce. Hmm. And we'll see in, uh, this, is what, this is what I didn't get to tell you, yeah. is when we go into to Venom 2 production right. and when we see reshoots, now, reshoots are normal for movies. And they are. But I think the reshoots that we're going to see are going to be ones where it's more closely related to Venom and Spider-Man both being in the MCU. Because Sony's realizing that they don't have the money to do this. Because, see, it costs a lot of money to market and do these movies. Sure. And Men in Black was a flop, and they lost millions, hundreds of millions yeah. of dollars. So, and they're going to lose money with He-Man, I'm sorry. It, it just... That's, He-Man's not going to save you. No. Who, a right. reboot of an 80s, like, live action. The, the animated is what made it the thing. Live action does not translate well with that. No. With the exception of Avatar. Avatar's getting remade as a live action for Netflix, and it looks amazing. But they also redid the cartoon, too. But the cartoon is even better. The I know, but they see how that's like, what I'm saying. Like they, so they, they, they recognize what works, what right. formulas work, what right. doesn't work. Right, certain companies. Yeah. Right. So with Netflix, yeah, they throw all kinds of stuff at you, and right. like not everything sticks. Right. It's not supposed to. Right. But you keep watching. Right. Like, um, and that's the purpose of it. Yes. And so, um, so we're gonna have all these distractions with with shows from on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, shows from like on Amazon with the second season of The Boys yeah. and we're not having time for Spider-Man. Right. So with and then when the Disney Plus drops, we're going to Nobody's going to have time for anything. Yeah, you're going to be focusing <laughs> on WandaVision, What If, um Hawkeye and Falcon and the Winter Soldier and the Mandalorian and the Oh god, yeah, the Mandalorian. I completely forgot man. I mean, so like Think about that. Yeah. We're not going to have time to worry about what just happened to Spider-Man. Yeah. Because the the uh, digital version of the movie's out. Right. So we can go back and watch that if you want. Right. Or the the Blu-ray comes out next the week after next. I think it's still in, in October. Yeah. yeah it comes yeah. out in October, like right. the second or something like that. So which um, makes sense of why they're trying to put the movie back out again before they do the DVD release because they're trying to recoup more money. 
Ugh. Doubt if they do that though. I don't know, but I, I mean, I doubt if they'll actually work. Is what I'm saying. So I, I think that I think that someone's going to buy Sony, right? And I think Marvel or Disney went it to them and said, "Hey, we'll give you X amount of dollars," knowing that they've heard these rumors, right? And then when nothing happens, they're like, "Okay, oh, you heard someone so's going to buy? Cool, we'll leave this on the table. If you want to do it, yeah, fine. We'll get them back anyway." <laughs> it's like we'll be back. That's it's, not, it's not. We'll be back. All of them will be there. <laughs> so I mean, like, not only do they get ac- not only do they get access to yeah. Spider Man, but all of the characters surrounding Spider Man, right. which means uh, hopefully, like, the MCU mm. does not make a Black Cat and Silver Sable movie. Oh. I will scream bloody murder if they do that. Because <laughs> Sony was thinking about it, and I'm just like, just like the stupid Gerald Leto Mo- Morbius movie. Why? 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 They, these aren't heavy characters. They're they're like villains at best. Ugh. But we, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I digress. It's just logic escapes them at the moment on how to actually make good movies. They just know that they want movies to work and make money. And that's all that they know. So the creative aspect of their talent pool is literally depleted. So outside of that, um, yeah, so it, basically Marvel's pretty much going to starve them out like, you're going to come back to my table anyway. Exactly. So we're, we're going to wait till you come back. And I'm going to keep making good food so <laughs> or good content. So that way you can come back like, can I get some more? No, you can sell yourself. <laughs> you can go out in that corner and the hey, well, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> you better make yourself look pretty. Oh. <laughs> oh god. Oh, I'm sorry. It, it, this is RJ. You know what this is. <laughs> sorry, Daddy. <laughs> oh god. So anyway, um, that ain't croquet. <laughs> that ain't croquet. <laughs> oh, sorry. 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 More randomness. So. <laughs> Uh, last thing I'll, I'll actually uh, talk about too, at least from my end, is uh, Disney Plus, as we already mentioned before, is adding more content to them that is going to make me automatically buy. <laughs> they will automatically have a subscription. They already had me before, but this is really going to get me. Classic Marvel cartoons, the X-Men. The one that we grew up in. The 90s version is coming to the Disney 90s Plus? Ver- the whole catalog is coming to Disney Done. Plus. Just take my money. Shut up and take my money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. So, yeah. So, while we're getting so amped up, the uh, the, not, the early, it was like, actually, mid, was it 95 when it came out? I It was 93. 90, like, no, 92, 93. Yeah, so. Because uh, I was in middle school and high school when that right. was out. So, uh, the Disney's, uh, not Disney, but Marvel's X-Men cartoons from the 90s. Uh, the reason why we're so amped about it is because... They were dope. X-Men was dope. They were dope. Uh, the animation was on point. Uh, the characters were on point, too. Uh, the storylines were actually amazing. Yeah. Uh, and they actually were literally almost identical with, like, 
certain uh, comic content that was coming out, and some of it were just standalones. But they did so well, it almost felt like a com- you were literally watching a live comic book. Yeah. So it was that dope, and it was that good, and I'm happy about it because it, you can reintroduce it to other people, let them experience X-Men the way we've experienced it, which is pretty dope. And then I, I will even stand, I will even say that it could actually literally stand on its own with other cartoons that are currently out right now, another uh, Japanimation that's actually out. Oh. I would definitely say so. Uh, yeah, it stands along with it. Not not saying it's better. I just say it will actually hold its own with it, along with the avatars, along with uh, the other cartoons that are actually out there. Uh, Samurai Champloo, uh Ninja Scroll. I'm, I'm naming up some dated stuff, but at the same time, it's like I'm saying those things because those had amazing artwork and story with it. So you uh, you'll actually be happy. So Disney Plus again. How much is going to be? For Disney Plus, sixty bucks for a year. Sixty bucks for a year. Yeah. And if you don't want to do it for a year, I think it's like what six dollars a month. I just pay for the whole freaking year, dude. There you go. Save yourself some money. Pay for the whole year. Stop being cheap. (laughs) I mean, and not only that, but like you get all the Disney movies too. So like all the Disney movies, all the Star Wars stuff, all the Marvel stuff. It's just everything is like it is so much. That it, I don't even understand why you would walk away from the table if you're a comic book fan of any of any type, and they still have a whole catalog of Disney stuff too that you're going to be buying. So yeah, yeah. So in long story short, it's an automatic buy for us. It may actually be an automatic buy for you if you're interested in such things. No, no judgment if you're not. But yes, I'm judging. I, I don't care. <laughs> like you're stupid. <laughs> they're not going to call you stupid but like I said it's actually a very great deal uh, I would actually take advantage of it if, like I said if you're into that sort of thing uh, but for the topics that's actually it on my end uh, how about your end Eric what you got for us today um so there's Two things mm-hmm. I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. One is the uh, Sony State of Play uh, that is next week. Um, for those who don't know, the State of so most major video game companies are going away from all these huge presentations at like E3, yeah. Gamescom, and and uh, except for TGS because uh, Sony and Nintendo. Um, in uh, like Square Enix, yeah. uh, Bandai Namco, right. um, and those companies are always going to do stuff at TGS's Tokyo Game Show, mm-hmm. uh, and they're going to have presentations because that's their home market. Right. Um, but Sony decided to kind of take after Nintendo's directs and have this thing called State of Play, mm-hmm. um, which okay. they have periodically, kind of like Nintendo does with the direct, not as not as well done as the directs, um, mm-hmm. but Equally as important for its for its play, game players, which I have all three systems. I'm I'm agnostic when it concerns that. Right. Um, but the big thing that people are wondering about is the Last of Us Two. So if you if you had a PlayStation Three um, or have a PlayStation Four and you got the remastered version, <clears throat> you owe it to yourself if you have not played the Last of Us to play that game. Um, yeah. Some of the best stories, story writing, direction, um, character actors, just everything about that game is on point. It's just a great game. And we've been waiting for, I don't know, seven, eight years now, ten years maybe? I don't know. Long time for The Last of Us 2 to come out. 
And um, so one thing that uh, the producer of the game is Neil Druckmann. Mm. Neil Druckmann did tweet out that we've been waiting a long time. Yeah, no crap, Neil, you know, we have been waiting a long yeah, time Neil. for any information <laughs> about this game. And so um, that's one thing that everyone is wanting to find out. Um, so Naughty Dog is that's the um, that's the the developer studio that's that does uh, The Last of Us. They also did Uncharted as well. Mm. So another great game series from them. Um, so that that that's something that everyone's looking for forward to finding out about. Right. Uh, there's some other games like uh, Death Stranding, right? If Which is going to be dope. Right, but it's Kojima and it's going to be strange. Of course, so, that's <laughs> what makes it dope. Um, <laughs> But then um, the other thing that is going to be interesting uh, that they haven't talked a lot about is yeah. Ghost of Tsushima. Now, oh, Ghost, of Su- yeah, Ghost of Tsushima yeah. is like when they showed that game, yeah. it didn't look like it, it belonged on a PlayStation 4. It just didn't. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of people think, myself included, that this is going to be a cross-generational game. Meaning that by the time this game comes out, if you have a PS4, you can play it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have the PS5, you can probably play the PS4 disc or have the game save right. and um, and play it on that with upgraded assets. Like there'll be a patch hmm. that'll change lighting, you know, Ooh. extra things in there to make the game nice. look great. So, um, okay. so that that's something that we'll find out. That's on the twenty fourth. Um, I'm thinking we may live stream our reactions to that. Sure. Possibly. I'll talk about that. Yeah. But you'll get, to, everyone will find out about it. Yeah, if we get, you'll know. Um, and then the last thing that I want to talk about is something that um, maybe a lot of people didn't know. I certainly didn't know this until like uh, one of the YouTube channels that I watched had talked about it was um, who really had the, what made the MCU happen is an unlikely person. Is the same person that made Pixar possible. Hmm. So Steve Jobs is the one who told Bob Iger to buy Marvel. And to allow Kevin Feige to do what he does. Really? Yes. How'd you come across this one? It's like someone to start talking about it, dude. It's just crazy. (laughs) And so so Disney bought Marvel in 2009 for $4 billion. And Steve Jobs, who actually said that he hated video games, jerk, and comic books, a-hole. <laughs> <laughs> but I, 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 I love Steve Jobs because um, as much as a narcissist he was, he still was very iconic for almost everything that we hold dear. I mean, I'm using a MacBook right now. I have an iPad. I have an iPhone. I have an iPhone. I got Apple, everything. Yeah. About. Watch. And so these things, you know, so Steve Jobs has, has had an impact on my life in Family. one way or another. And so, but the fact that he's the one who talked to Bob, Bob Iger, because Bob Iger was on the board at Apple and, right. and was also friends with him when um, they convinced Apple to buy Pixar because right. he owned Pixar. And so, right. um, and just the fact that Toy Story. We wouldn't have Toy Story if it weren't for Steve Jobs. There's a lot of stuff. Jeez. It's crazy. All the Pixar's movies. Yeah, so... Well, Pixar's. Yeah, but he he was instrumental in in getting them to buy Marvel. Saying, buy them. You have 
toys that you can make money off mm-hmm. of because that was Marvel's cash cow. They didn't care so much about because they don't make money off comics. Right. They make all their money off of other merchandise because of the comics, right. specifically toys. Right. That's why when with this whole thing with Sony, and I mentioned this in another one of our podcasts, where I said it doesn't matter if Disney doesn't have the rights to use uh, Spider-Man in movies. They make all their money off of merchandise. All the Spider-Man t-shirts. Right. All the Spider-Man shoes that my daughter has. Right. Um, the jackets. The yeah. socks. The, the socks. Jackets. So yeah. when they make a deal with Vans. Right. Disney. When they make a deal with to, to make toys. Disney. Right. When Sony decides to make the, the Spider-Man game. Right. Disney. Right. They make more money off that than Sony does. True. So Sony can... can, can Act like, oh, well, we're going to do Spider-Man, blah, blah, blah. No, eventually you're going to give them back because you're not making any money off the stuff that sustains you. Right. So basically this, we're going to take a slight detour here. We're going to go into the economics portion of Circle Rose Podcast. <laughs> uh, so let's talk business for a minute. <clears throat> in business, one of the ways that businesses stay in the game as far as staying in business is trying to diversify channels of income. Instead of just having one thing, like selling coffee, we go into Starbucks and we see coffee everywhere. But you also see coffee cups, as in Eric's cup. How much was that one? Twelve bucks. Twelve, 13 bucks. So you got coffee. This is the plastic joints that give these to you for free as you get your get your beverage. You got your cups, about twelve dollars. That's a separate revenue stream. They also do uh, teas. That's another revenue stream. They also do fruits and vegetables and stuff on the side. And I also do other stuff like donuts and scones and biscuits and cakes and all the type of stuff that they have. All these develop into separate streams of income that you can actually charge for. Collect all that, put that together, all that actually puts into the pocket for Starbucks to be able to make a whole lot of money. Now let's talk about Sony. Sony does video games, which is fine. They actually have their own brand that they work with for video games. However, they can only go so far because guess what? Sony's uh, movie arm is its own channel. If it's got its own channel, they have problems keeping that channel alive because the content that they're pushing through the movies is not sustaining itself. That's a big problem because if you don't make enough money to sustain yourself and even to thrive, then that means you're going to lose more and more money as the years continue to move forward to a point where you're not even going to be able to stay in business. That's some Sony's problem right now. They have a lot of uh, content that's there. They have a lot of IPs that they're in control of. It's just that they don't have any creative writers and any creative directors that can take the properties that they currently have and make them popular. Now, I'm be honest, a lot of their IPs that they have are really outdated and they needed to be let go anyway. But in order to let them go, you have to be able to try to buy something else. But there's no vision there in Sony to be able to say, hey, let me see if I can grab something else. Let me see if I can grab someone who can bring some original content in. So in what you're saying um, mm-hmm. is about people to do something creative. So one of the things that mm-hmm. um, was a good project was the whole Into the Spider-Verse, the Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse. Right. Because they got Lord Miller for that. Right. But that was one movie. Right. And so... And that was their one time that they actually stepped outside the box and did something different. Right. 
But they got Lord Miller. Uh, if you don't know, Lord Miller also uh, did the Lego first Lego movie, and they were supposed to do Solo. Yeah, they were doing Solo originally, mm-hmm. and they took okay. Solo from them and uh, gave it to um, Opie from uh, from uh, Archie uh, Griffin. Um, uh, 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 I forgot his name too. Heck, won it. Yes, but he's the one who ended up directing it. Okay. So, that gets me on the whole Kathleen Kennedy thing and I can force choke her. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, so, oh, unless they can make, unless they can make a deal with them. So, like, recently, mm-hmm. Warner Brothers Studios had signed a deal with J.J. Abrams, right. which I don't know if you heard about that, to do DC movies. And now J.J. Abrams and Bad Robot are going to make movies for the DCEU, which this is another person Hmm. coming in. When you have too many projects that are already out there that are disjointed, that, although I do want to see Joker, um, but that is just a standalone movie. Like, it doesn't go with anything, which is fine. You can have standalone right. movies. Right. But you need, you need a person that has a creative vision and that you can stick to that. And I hate always going back to the MCU with Kevin Feige. Mm-hmm. But he had been around with Marvel, and all of the movies that Marvel, Marvel IPs were a part of. So he helped Fox with X-Men do mm-hmm. stuff. He helped with Sony movies. So, I mean, anyone who did Marvel comic-based movies, right. Kevin Feige had something to do with it. Right. So, because of that, he already had the pedigree to with his vision. Right. And so, another thing that, and I know that I want to talk about this, but I don't want to get too deep into it because it, it kind of gets political. Right. But, like, he has a vision for what's going to happen with the MCU. Right. And most people, I would say a good majority of people, considering how much money they've made, um, his choices are correct. Mm -hmm. And so that's why when, when it's been said that, um, professor X and Magneto may be, you know, a person of color, they're going to be black. You got some people that are like, okay. And some people are outraged because it's like, well, they're white. Okay. But he has a vision. You didn't right. say anything with the other characters right. that he made certain ways, right. because you've seen his you've seen his work and you know it's going to work. Right. Whatever he does, right. or he's going to get the talent. He's right. going to bring in the person who's going to best suit that role. Right. He has has he failed yet? Right. You see, you know what I'm saying. Right. And then, like looking at Venom, can you say that for Venom when you saw Venom? Or here's another here, here's another movie um, franchise right. that you you can't like they pick the right people for it. Right. The people at Lionsgate for John Wick. Could you see yeah. another person being John Wick? I really can't. It it, it yeah is is Keanu. That's all. <laughs> That's all it is. Is Keanu. I mean, all those characters yeah. like. What Halle Berry did, I can't see another person doing that role. Right. Um, for who's over the um, the uh, the continent? The yeah, 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 yeah. The person who's over the continental and and yeah. uh, the U.S. can't see another person. Yeah. For all those characters, they pick the right people, yeah. and so that's what makes the movie. And the problem with um, with DC and the problem with Sony mm-hmm. is they're not picking the right people. 
to make not only to make the movie yeah. but to inhabit this movie and to inhabit the world right. and if you can't get people to buy into it mm-hmm. your franchise is going to flop and that's why it's like where are you going to take Spider-Man he's going to be back with the mouse yeah yeah like you were saying it's like if you don't have the right director you don't have the well first you have a ho- overseer like I was mentioned before in the other podcast you have to have an overseer that oversees all of the movies that you plan on introducing and that's the other thing too they don't even know what movies they're going to introduce yet they just like if it makes money yeah great oh they're going to do the Netflix thing let's yeah. just take a pot of pasta and whatever noodle stick yeah that'll work <laughs> so yeah, like two strands right but it never it never works so you have a whole lot of disjointed pieces and you're trying to make a Frankenstein monster work with a whole bunch of body parts from other people yeah. and it never works out so yeah it, it ends up being a hodgepodge mess and it's okay it's it's a dumpster fire that I'm willing to watch <laughs> and, uh, hopefully something of 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 at least of comedic value, because I'll actually laugh at it the whole entire time. Mm-hmm. And we'll laugh also, too, and celebrate when it goes back to the mouse where it belongs, because the mouse wants all the cheese. Grummet cheese. Um, outside of that, I think that's about it. Uh, the person that you were mentioning before that was uh, Ron Howard. Yes! So. Uh, oh! Oh! Star Wars thing. Real quick, real quick, real quick. Yeah. So. Yeah. And go. So if you're if you're a big Star Wars fan, I, I am. highly recommend you check out the Urban Acolytes channel on YouTube. Okay, he's also has a Facebook group. Yeah, he tweets a lot, and um, it's his name is Prince. The dude is so he I, I, if I'm not mistaken, Prince was in Divinity School at Vanderbilt um, or one of the schools in Tennessee, and he also is um, he studies um, Eastern martial arts and has deep, extensive knowledge of uh, Eastern mysticism, um, Christianity, Islam. He studied all of this stuff. And so he's trying to live his life like a Jedi. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about trying to use the Force or anything like that, but taking the principles of that and... um, and I, I like his channel. He doesn't hold back either, which makes me love Prince even more. But um, he had, like, the last few videos he's had, um, he kind of killed one of my theories um, that I talked about on, on, on our podcast, mm. which is fine. Um, it's just, you know, just throwing out stuff. Right. But one thing that he talked about recently was the whole Palpatine wants the Raylo thing to happen. And I highly recommend you check out that video because what he says in it got me thinking that um, Palpatine is going to want Kylo Ren and Rey to do something in in an effort to give him his power back because he so he's a trickster. Okay, so it's like I need I need them to combine their powers, the light side and the dark side, to either open up some type of holocron or something like that, Mm -hmm. or open up some power that he can be restored fully back because he might not be dead. Right. So we're all thinking like he's a force ghost or something like that, but he may be just in a decrepit form, and because he's such a powerful dark side user, he's still alive but barely clinging. Barely clinging. Yeah, barely clinging. Okay. And so. Kylo Ren is going out seeking more 
power and stuff like that. So he gets to the outer to the outer rim of the galaxy right. or the outer regions and um, stumbles across Palpatine. Mm-hmm. And then Palpatine's like, "Oh, you know, I know who you are. I'm the one who set up everything with Snoke for you." Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. In order for you to to make yourself more powerful, mm-hmm. you're going to have to bring Ray here. But what you two are going to have to do is come together. And I think what one thing he didn't talk about is the vehicle in which we'll move that. Okay. And I think it means more power. So I think part, part of the movie, through part of this movie, Kylo Ren's going to kind of divorce himself from the First Order. Okay. And the First Order has already shown that they didn't like the direction they were going after he killed Snoke. Right. So you're going to have a lot of people kind of gunning for his position. Right. So that creates another faction. Yeah, so there's yeah. a vacuum of power. Right. Because now he killed Snoke, and so with Snoke being dead, there's no one to really run things. So I think that there's going to be a power vacuum. Yeah. The, Which he's gives gonna, room for one of the generals to rise up. Yep, and he's... Probably not Hux, though. He's an idiot. Of um, <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> It's going to be someone else, and Kylo Ren's going to lose the First Order. Okay. So the only thing he has going for him are the Knights of the Ren. Knights of Ren. They're still going to be loyal to him. And then when we see in the trailer all the uh, Imperial Star Destroyers, mm-hmm. this is what the the Emperor is presenting to him. Like, oh, you're, you're afraid of losing the First Order? Look out the window. This is what you have if we can get this done. Mm-hmm. And he sees all these ships, and he's like, oh, we can crush the First Order. Right. And then, you know, Palpatine's like, no, 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 I created the First Order, so they'll bow to you. So I, I, I think that that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I can't, this is speculation, you know, because, like, why right. else would they have all these ships? And I mean, they're yeah. not going to, like, with all those Star Destroyers, you can eliminate the mm-hmm. rebel the resistance like that i mean it's True. pointless True. so there has to be another reason to show that type of military force mm-hmm. you know what i mean right. it's not like you're bringing like right. you have guns and i'm I like have a spoon and i'm like <laughs> fight. it's not gonna happen you know what i mean like Oh, you can just hit me with the gun. Right. Yeah, just shoot me. So that, that brings <laughs> an interesting topic, too, because I know they're trying to get away from the previous uh, Star Wars uh, canon of stuff. I mean, to a degree, they're trying to put a book into it. Which brings to me to a couple of different things. Um, do you still think that they may have the Order of Two? Where this, they have the one apprentice, where, in which I'd imagine would still be Kylo if he's trying to pursue him, and then have the backup, which is like the secret apprentice. Or it could, the, yeah. Or Palpatine could be trying to speak to both of them, so that way he can. It doesn't. He can swap either one. He's like, I'm trying to get him. Well, the, I'm trying to get him. So the power of two could be his one apprentice was Snoke, okay. and Kylo Ren killed Snoke. Oh, so now, yeah. yeah. So yeah. just like he had Anakin kill, um, uh, uh, um, I forgot his name already. Crap. Count Dooku. Gotcha. Yeah, I couldn't think. And uh, Christopher <laughs> Lee, but um. When he killed Count Dooku, and it was just like, you're going to kill me? And then he kills him. Right. So, um, but I, I, I think that's what, and, and ultimately Palpatine's evil. I mean, right. you know, he, he just wants power. So right. he's going to use the, the Kylo Ren's lust for control and for power mm-hmm. to ultimately bring himself back. But, I mean, who knows how. I, I, this is my theory. I'll, I'll throw this one out there. Based on everything we talked about so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have 
because uh, and it also matches up kind of sort of with the trailers, but we already know like tra- trailers have a bit of truth in them and they have a bit of fudge. We already know that. A lot of fudge. So a lot of fudge. <laughs> so uh, what I'm thinking is this: Palpatine. I do agree. Palpatine wants to or needs to be reborn or, re- or resurrected or however you want to have it. All all the energy going back into him so he can be revitalized again. Mm-hmm. The thing that he thrives on is hatred and deception and deception. He could deceive uh, Kylo, get him pulling off of the the power hungry, the control freak personality, pull him to, to try to find Ray to go ahead and battle it out. He also, at the same time, could try to speak to Ray, confuse her, and have her convinced that she may the light side isn't really working for you. Why don't you try the dark side? Hence the dark side vision, or right. unless that right. that dark side vision is when she's trained by Leia. So. Right, but here's what I'm saying: it's like, but when they come together again and they start to fight, maybe he gets them to fight at one central area that has some type of Jedi, whatever is going on there. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And that conflict gets so heated and so angry that the evil energy actually channels into whatever vessels that's actually there in the, in the place, in mm-hmm. which probably could be his tomb. Wherever and the energy, evil energy feeds into that tomb, and he resurrects. Now you have a big problem because now he's fully energized and blows them all, blows them both away, and goes off. Unlimited power! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, and yeah. then he does a thing. You die! <laughs> <laughs> he does a Thanos. I am inevitable. <laughs> he just snaps. <laughs> he's like, "What? Well, I've seen that before." but that's my theory Uh, so with that we're going to bring that portion of the podcast to a close and we're going to go ahead and let you guys go if you want to go ahead and exit out we will actually come back for the unboxing we're going to handle that actually next we're going to put that in a separate video in case you want to see what's going on with it but in the uh, that'll actually happen in a few moments or in actually the next video so if you want to click off to the next video and go watch that Go right ahead. <laughs> but before you go, we do want to thank you, everybody. If you want to dip out in the podcast, we do appreciate you. Make sure you hit the like button, subscribe button. Go ahead and share it to your peoples of similar interest because other people may like this too. So go ahead and share it with your other peoples. Uh, let them know that the Circle Brothers is live. We actually do stuff all the time, and we're going to be doing more stuff as the year continues to move out. But we do appreciate your your patronage, your likes, subscribes, and all that. And your comments. And your comments. Uh, continue to like and give us some comments, too, so that way we actually know what you're thinking, because this isn't a private conversation. We want to include you in on it, because like I said, when you're rocking with Circle Brothers, you're rocking with the best you family here. All right? So without further ado... Again, you know what this is. It's Circle Brothers Podcast with RJ. And with Eric. And thank you guys. And we'll see y'all later. Peace.